0: Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Let's go live to the courthouse and Alex Pearson is with us covering the Tim Bosma murder trial. She is with us now. Hello, Alex. How are you today? I will answer you, Scott. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for making my life easier. Thank you. Uh, and I know what it must be like for you guys down in the courtroom uh, today. What is the atmosphere like down there? Let me start with this question. How did, how did the judge, <laughs> and I've already two into it already, which one of these do you want me to answer, Scott? Uh, how did the judge leave things on Friday and over the weekend where he could just pick things up Monday and not confuse everybody? How did he do that transition?
1: Well, I think everyone was already confused, so that helped everything. I mean, mm. look this this is one of the more um complicated charges I've ever heard. I think it's actually far more technical than it should be. Charges are supposed to make the job of the jury easier. Mm-hmm. And I fear sometimes judges write them more for the appeal process to cover their own uh, rear end, right in mind I mean, look, half the stuff that we're talking about, I'm like, I have no clue what what like I'm getting confused in. And the jury has been, you know, gone through the whole first day of evidence and testimony and what they can and can't do. Uh, they will not have forgotten any more than I have forgotten. Uh, so they'll, they'll remember things like the, the judge saying, don't base your decision on emotion. Forget the Bosma family in this thing. It's not about Tim Bosma. Um, you know, they'll remember things like that because those are the things that they can identify with. I think where they're going to have a little bit of trouble is grasping onto the legalities of if you're coming to this decision, you've got to go to that decision and then execute it with that decision and, and take out this. Uh, it's very, very technical and it's really, really hard to follow. So. I don't blame anyone on this jury. I mean, he said at like 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon, I, I can see that you're glazing over. I mean, they were all glazing over because everyone was glazing over because it's hard to follow. Yeah. No, today is no different. And so, again, we continue on going over pieces of evidence and um, you know things that happened uh, where the jury can look at these as examples of where they should go. And now he's taking them through the decision tree, which I've talked about a few times. Right. Um, and I'm reading the decision tree, which I'm not allowed to show you. Um, but, you know, the questions they are asked uh, you know, in this decision tree uh, will take them on the journey to either first-degree, second-degree manslaughter, or not guilty. And I think when people say, well, this is very easy to come to first-degree, well, when you read some of the questions, you can see how they may get, you know confused when they have to start deciphering, you know, aiding and abetting and, uh, you know, understanding those roles, you know, planned and deliberate, and what's the difference and the nuance? And, you know, question one, did Bella Millard cause the death of Tim Bosman? You could see how they could get in a big debate about that, because we we don't know who pulled the trigger. right? So what they're going to have to fall back on, and I hope they do fall back on, is the Crown saying, don't worry about that. It's not about who killed Tim Bosman. And then we're both involved in planning and deliberately killing Tim Bosma does that make sense to you I'm trying to like yeah to no it's you know, it,
0: very, it's very difficult to explain it seems that if they arrive at the decision of the two being guilty or not guilty of the same charges it would be easier if they tried yeah. to have one with a stiffer penalty and one with a lesser uh, that's where it could seem to be really get complicated
1: it get complicated because they can come to two totally different outcomes for both of these men they yeah. both don't have to be so they're going to have to take all this information and weigh it against each person and and what happened on friday which kind of quietly happened but it seems to have a lot of people scratching their head the judge took one of two options uh, off the table at the outset of this trial, uh, this jury could have come back with planned and deliberate or forcible confinement as one of their ways of, of determining guilt of first degree murder. And on Friday, the judge took one of the forcible confinement off the table, A- and so that makes it much harder for the jury to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it comes; it, right. it makes it harder for the crown to prove its case.
0: Uh, I mean, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, he, he or he reiterated at the beginning that it didn't matter who pulled the trigger. You could still convict both the first yep. degree murder uh, on that. When you say something like that, doesn't that make everything else irrelevant? Then, because you don't need to decipher between two charges, do you?
1: Well, and I think that's why the Crown put that in. It's a very, very simple line that people can relate to, and it takes a lot of the confusion out of it. I think what judges tend to do is forget that these are everyday people that don't read law books and don't go to law schools and don't get paid big bucks to decipher this kind of very, very muddy technical language. And so, yes, I think the Crown was very smart to put it in their uh, closing, that you don't have to worry about that. What you have to determine is, did both of these men come up with a plan which they showed in a text that they were planning to steal a truck. Did both of these men deliberately uh, plan to to get a murder weapon to kill these men? Well, they, we know that they got a gun. Did both of these men plan to, to cover up the crime, you know, enter mm-hmm. the Eliminator? So... If you look at it that way, it's a lot easier than if you go through what the judge is explaining to them that you know x minus y equals you know z squared by. It gets very, very, very confusing. But uh, mark my words: there will be those on this jury who may have had uh, their minds made up and may have now changed their minds because they're confused. Mm. And when they get into the deliberations, which they're expected to do this afternoon. They will just through sheer exhaustion um, and confusion start debating. I think topics that that really aren't relevant and right. may get muddied on it. So that mm. that's where it gets tricky.
0: Uh, do you sense the finality in the in the courtroom today? Can you tell that this is coming to a head?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a a real hum around here. Uh, The jury had a lunch ordered in for them. That's a little more formal than it's been. So did the Bosma family. They get to enjoy a warm lunch that's been ordered in by the courts. That hasn't been done. And then once this jury goes out, uh, which should be, if I understand this correctly, in the next, you know, couple of hours, maybe even sooner, uh, that's when, you know, the the, the nail-biting starts. And so all the media is pulled into town. So you've got much, much, much bigger media presence here. And then... You know, everyone's going to say, we're told until about 8.30 every night, the jury can go as late as they want or as early mm-hmm. as they want. I don't think, I, I'm going to put money on it tonight, Scott, that they're not coming back tonight. They may come back with a question, but I don't think they're coming back with a decision tonight. Mm. But as the days go on, the longer this takes, you can get a real sense of anxiety, certainly for the Bosma family, but you kind of walk around for the next few days with a pit in your stomach because you just don't know which way the jury's going. It can be so obvious a first degree for some people, Um, And I'll be able to go more into that tomorrow, because tomorrow I'll be able to tell you what what this jury did not hear. Um, But but there are going to be jurors, no question, that will get hung up on second degree versus first degree.
0: How will you find out once they uh, once the judge sends them off this afternoon and and gives them their 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 final direction? Then what happens? What's the process? How do you as a court reporter find out?
1: So, they do all their deliberations here at the courthouse in a room where all the exhibits and the evidence and testimony is available to them. Then they go back to a hotel, which they've been assigned to. Um, they'll stay there, they've already got their bags packed, and they will stay there without phones, technology, internet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And if they do want to get instructions back, they'll write a good old-fashioned hand letter, uh, Uh you know, pen-to-paper note to the judge where there's a question. We will be notified through the registrar. It's really kind of a chain telephone. So one of us on the media, two people in the media have been put in charge of phoning people. Right. So Nicole from CTV will call Alex, you know, from CHML. I'll call a friend. We all make sure we're all covered Mm because we've all been down here so long. Mm -hmm. We've got an hour to come back to the courthouse, and then from there we get our our our
0: marching orders uh so what is uh the demeanor of the bosmas today and the accused Uh, any any different today can you see can you see again that we're getting to the close to the end
1: (laughs) mitch has got the straightest back i've ever seen he doesn't move
0: Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. he has
1: not moved since the day i stepped into this court four and a half months ago he still sits like a, a rod is put down his back, very tentatively listening. Millard continues to doodle, but the bosses are quiet, mm-hmm. just listening to what's going on. Um, but you can't help. Yeah, a lot of yawning. One guy was snoring this morning. I mean, it's just very technical and dry stuff. I've written yeah. reports as as friendly as I can to explain. Um, you know, here's what's happening. and Here's how this jury can come to its conclusion. Um, you know, everyone's just kind of gearing up for the hurry up and wait game. So it, it, I can only tell you that when this verdict comes down it'll probably be the most intense verdict i've I've delivered
0: oh my all right so uh as he finishes up this afternoon will he summarize what he's been talking about for the last two days or is it i've got to the (laughs) (laughs) end i've got to the end of the note and then that's it it's done it's up to you i mean do these all end the same way or do they end differently
1: um he'll probably greet them and wish them luck and reassure them that he's here if, if you know, if they need, you know, they've got their jury tree their decision, they've got the jury tree, they take it with them. Some of them have been jotting down notes on it as to, you know, where they go. There's no question. Some of those uh, questions on the decision tree are going to confuse them and that they'll get hung up on them. But I, I assume once they pick the foreman, they'll pick one foreman uh, to kind of take the lead on writing notes to the judge, etc., and delivering uh, their final verdict. Um, but we don't have to go through the process of eliminating one juror. We lost two in the last three weeks due to family and, uh, you know, situations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they'll be sent along their way. Now, they may sit till 830 tonight. The judge may say, hey, you know, do what you want if you want to take a break and right. start fresh tomorrow. But it's all up to the jury from here on as to, to what they need and how they can best come to their decision. Now, if they get really, really locked... Um, which has happened many, many times. The, the, the judge will push them and work with them as much as possible uh, to get them to, to uh, find a conclusion. You know, they don't like hung juries in these situations. He hmm. certainly don't want it in this case, and he'll work with them to try to get uh, to a conclusion.
0: So tomorrow they will be out they will be gone. How yep. does the role of you change tomorrow or any other reporter in there? What can you not what can you not have told us now or that you will be able to then? What and again obviously I don't need examples but yep. just just to give us an idea how that works.
1: Well it's it, it's it's customary in any court case so this is not unique that there's always something the jury doesn't hear. I can assure you this trial is different in the sense that it's just much more uh, complicated. Yeah. And I'll be able to explain all of that tomorrow. And for the first time in four and a half months, you uh, you know, when, when we talk tomorrow, I'll have freedom to say much, much more than I have had, still with many restrictions on it. Uh, but I'll be able to kind of just say how I feel things went. And I can describe a lot more uh, of moments that happened in that courtroom um, that people might not know
0: about. So tomorrow should be a fascinating discussion.
1: The more you'll finally hear what Alex Pearson thinks
0: <laughs> as if it's really difficult. Oh my. He, here we're you know here we're chuckling about this is there yes. any levity in the courtroom at all at this point is there any has there been any levity as you look back over this
1: well you know the bosses baked cupcakes for everybody and they do nice things like that that's who they are um, yeah. no no I think for them, and, like, as this goes on, we all get pretty nervous. Everyone's got a lot, you know, invested in this, months and months and months. And, you know, my job's not to get emotional about it, but you can't help it. You yeah. just want justice in this case, and you want to see things happen the way you think they should. Um, but, again, it's all in the hands of this jury. To, to what, what have they heard? They haven't been inundated, if we're to believe that they haven't tapped into any media coverage. They're not supposed to know. Uh, of the continued kind of round-the-clock coverage that we've been getting this mm-hmm. trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't, they don't see the world through the, the looking glass that we do, um, but certainly feel a lot of pressure, even though the judge tells them, you know, put your emotions aside, don't worry about the family. How can you not worry about them? let yeah. the your You know, community. These people are humans.
0: Do they look tired? Does the jury look tired?
1: No, I mean, thankfully we've had a couple of, like, extended few days. So I think they're going in this with uh, kind of fresh eyes. But, I mean, honestly, charges are not fun. (laughs) They're just not
0: fun. And what time do you figure you'll be finished this afternoon and they will be off?
1: I don't know. Uh, I think I'll be here till no question, 8.30 tonight uh, when they release us. And then uh, I think the jury will probably go around 3.30-ish. And then we wait and see. It's all a big waiting game.
0: Alex Pearson has been with us, of course, covering the Tim Bosma murder trial, uh, the judge going through final instruction for the jury, and then it is up to the jury. And tomorrow, we will talk to Alex uh, and give you, hopefully, a different angle uh, than she's been able to give you uh, up to this point, which should be fascinating.
1: Alex, thanks for the
0: time, as always. Much appreciated.
1: My pleasure, sir.